Today's video is about the chapter titled The Minister's Ordinary Conversation in Spurgeon's classic Lectures to My Students, my favorite book on ministry, as I mentioned in my last video. And by the minister's ordinary conversation, Spurgeon means how preachers should behave around others when they're not behind the pulpit, our ordinary conversation. From this chapter, I'd like to discuss six takeaway lessons about how preachers should behave around others in their day-to-day -day living. Number one, Spurgeon recommends first and foremost that preachers should avoid at all costs putting on ministerial airs. I think we all know what he means by that. Don't give a holier-than-thou uh, impression to people when you're talking with them or socializing with them. Spurgeon said it this way, avoid everything which is stilted, official, fussy, and pretentious. You know what Spurgeon means. He's talking about, amongst other things, the, those pastors who demand that everybody refer to them as reverend. And whenever they get a moment to remind people that they are reverends, they'll take that opportunity to remind them that they are to be called reverend. Don't be that kind of a preacher. Number two, though we don't want to be pretentious, certainly not, at the same time, we don't want to go to the opposite extreme and become vulgar. Spurgeon reminds us that a minister, wherever he is, is a minister and should recollect that he is on duty. A policeman or a soldier may be off duty, but a minister never is. Even in our recreations, we should still pursue the great object of our lives. For we are called to be diligent in season and out of season. Number three, be sociable. Now, if you're like me and you are inclined more towards an introverted personality and not much of an extroverted personality, then this point will be a very special challenge for you as it is for me. Uh, I prefer to be alone. I'm not uh, a real, uh, I'm not the life of the party, let me put it that way. Uh, and if you're more extroverted, then this is probably kind of a no-brainer for you and not something you struggle with. Spurgeon reminds us that salt is of no use in the box. It must be rubbed into the meat. You can't influence people from the confines of your study. As fun as that sounds, just to be alone all the time, I mean, it does appeal to me. If we're to impact this world around us for the kingdom, we can't do it by ourselves, locked up behind our study doors with our noses in the books all the time. We've got to be sociable. We've got to be around people. Spurgeon adds this, no one knows what a smile and a hearty sentence may do. A man who is to do much with men must love them and feel at home with them. An individual who has no geniality about him had better be an undertaker and bury the dead, for he will never succeed in influencing the living. So don't forget that ministry is people. And if you're going to minister to people, then you have to be around people. Your influence is not simply behind the pulpit. It is amongst the people also. Number four, along those lines, the preacher should also be cheerful. Again, uh, this is where some of us are more challenged than others. Uh, 
I'm not the most cheerful, naturally cheerful guy in the world. I do struggle with it. Maybe others of you out there listening feel the same way. We preach serious truths, yes. We try to live sober lives, sure. But we need to make sure that we don't always have a somber face about us or a somber spirit about us. Spurgeon said, It is a very vulgar error to suppose that a melancholy countenance is the index of a gracious heart. I commend cheerfulness to all who would win souls, not levity and frothiness, but a genial, happy spirit. Number five, be gentle in argument. Now, disagreements are inevitable, more so for those who propound truth for a living. You're going to get into a disagreement. It's going to happen. There's going to be arguments. You're going to preach something somebody doesn't agree with. You're going to say something others take occasion against. Uh, and it's, it's, sometimes it's hard, and I confess this is something, again, that I struggle with. It's hard not to fly off the handle when others are so blatantly wrong, and you are so obviously right, right? But remember that we must be gentle in argument. Spurgeon, speaking of preachers, said this, He, above all men, should not make the mistake of fancying that there is force and temper and power in speaking angrily. Try to avoid debating with people. State your opinion and let them state theirs. If you see that a stick is crooked and you want people to see how crooked it is, Lay a straight rod down beside it. That will be quite enough. But if you are drawn into controversy, use very hard arguments and very soft words. Frequently, you cannot convince a man by tugging at his reason, but you can persuade him by winning his affections. Number six, there's been a lot of talk about being cheerful and sociable and being kind of a nice person, which is good. Uh, but don't make the mistake of thinking that all of this cheerful friendliness is a short road to compromise. Spurgeon closes this chapter by reminding us that the minister should be firm for his principles and bold to avow and defend them at all companies. When a fair opportunity occurs or he has managed to create one, let him not be slow to make use of it. Strong in his principles, earnest in his tone, and affectionate in heart. Let him speak out like a man and thank God for the privilege. We live in a day and age where more and more preachers are afraid to speak boldly for the truth. Many fear cancel culture or becoming embroiled in controversy. Now is not the time for gospel men to be mealy-mouthed. Now more than ever, God's preachers must stand for truth not only in the pulpit, but also in our ordinary conversation. I leave you with this quote from Spurgeon. Is religion to be tabooed, the best and noblest of all themes forbidden? If this be the rule of any society, we will not comply with it. If we cannot break it down, we will leave the society to itself. As men desert a house smitten with leprosy, we cannot consent to be gagged. There is no reason why we should be. We will go to no place where we cannot take our master with us. While others take liberty to sin, we shall not renounce our liberty 
to rebuke and warn them. And to that I say, Amen.